This morning, we're not just going to talk about what you say, but really your words, your words. In our electronic age, that would include what? Your text messages, your Facebook posts, your emails. It's interesting in our world today, there's a sense of... uh, buffer that we think we will email someone something that we would never say to their face we when we have something difficult to say we'll text a person or if we want to go the roundabout way we say uh, we talk about people on facebook hoping that they will look at it and then attribute it to them without us having to have the courage to speak to them Face to face. These are our words. And this morning we're talking about what words come out of us. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, if we want to start there. And I want to connect some things. First of all, your heart with your mouth with your life, and then really the issues of life and death. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, and it's not simply talking about our words, but it's talking about the importance of our heart. It says this, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. You get this picture that out of our heart, what is in our heart will eventually flow out into life. This should make us fear. This should be something that we take great pains with because sometimes we think that it's okay to have issues in our heart because I can keep them from coming out. That's not true. In fact, in Proverbs, God says, I warn you, be careful about your heart because out of it, your whole life will flow. So thinking this through... It's our heart that matters. If you turn over to Proverbs chapter 15, a similar concept, uh, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 2, it says, The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouths of fools pour out folly. Pour out folly. So you have your heart, and from it, flows the springs of life and out of foolishness the mouth pours out that foolishness it's it's one of the the areas it's the river that flows from the foolish and the foolish heart so you have your heart you have your mouth proverbs chapter 18 verse 6 we've looked at this one before Some of you maybe even have made a a memory verse card out of this one. I don't know. It says in verse 6 in chapter 18, A fool's lips walk into a fight, and his mouth invites a beating. Okay? Some of you uh, wonder what the big deal is about our words. Well, it's real simple. You have a heart. If you've got problems in your heart, it will come out. How will it come out? It will come out through your mouth. 
And you say, well, what's the big deal of saying something that's maybe wrong or inappropriate or that God, it's just words, it doesn't mean anything. That's not true, that in time it will affect your life. In fact, it says that a fool's mouth invites a beating. It, it, it doesn't say, uh, uh, you know, kids, you'd never do this. I'm not suggesting this, but one of the, the great things, I think Moses with his friends used to do this all the time. They used to put um, kick me on the back of people, you know. So, so they'd walk around with a sign that says kick me. We, everyone's done this. From the, time, from the early times, we've done these things where it says kick me. Well, I want to tell you, this isn't a sign on your back. This is a sign on your front. This is a sign that not somebody else has taped to you, but you have taped to yourself. Because when we are foolish with our mouth, it says, we're saying, please beat me. Uh, the words are calling people to, to invite pain into our life. So it will affect our life. It will come to us. Our words will come back to us. And then as we look at verse 21 of chapter 18, it says this. Death and life, death and life, when you think uh, life or death, death and life, these are the important things, right? What are they going to talk about? Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. How important is the issue of your tongue, the, the words that you say? It's life or death. It's life or death. It's not something that can be shoved aside and say, hey, it's no problem. I, I, my actions are fine. It's my words that I struggle with. Your words are super important. And it's a life or death situation. So this morning, um, I'm going to talk about speech that is death. Speech that is death. And next week, next week, we'll look at speech that is life. Okay, so don't. Don't give up, okay? Uh, you might be a little discouraged. It might be a little too personal this week, and next week we'll turn the corner. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22 says this. And some of these are so obvious. We've known them since birth. Our parents have taught us this over and over again. But I just want to remind you, in a culture that we have walked away from truth and we we don't want to think about what's right and wrong in terms of it being right and wrong, we just ask, what is everyone else doing? And we'll just kind of jump in. The first speech that is death are lies. Chapter 12, verse 22, it says this, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are His delight. Uh, God does not, He does not look at lies as no big deal. He hates them. He hates them. He, he sees them as wicked in His eyes. If you turn over to Proverbs chapter 17, verse 20. I know we flip a lot as we're in the book of Proverbs, but it's super important that we hear these. Uh, chapter 17, verse 20 says this, A man of crooked heart does not discover good, and one who with dishonest tongue falls into calamity. As we look at this, we realize that that God is opposed to the one who is lying. He sees that as speech that is death. That was number one. Speech that is death is lies. Number two, number two. Turn over to uh, chapter 29, verse 5. 
Some of this may be new to you. Uh, to be honest, this doesn't come naturally to me, especially this one here. Uh, chapter 29, verse 5 says this, A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. A man who flatters his neighbor uh, spreads a net for his feet. What does that mean? As you think about that, most of the time we enjoy flattery. We enjoy flattery. Boy, do you look nice today. You like that, don't you? Um, you, you know, I, I, was, I, was, I was listening to... Sometimes you do this to me. Um, you say, boy, uh, Pastor, that was an amazing message. That was probably the best message I've ever heard in my life. And it depends how old you are, what I think about that, by the way. If you're in your 70s or 80s, I go, oh, no, their memory's gone. Oh, no, their memory's gone. If, uh, if you're younger, um, I, I, I think to myself, you should pay attention more often because you think about that, the uh, nice flowery things that people say. The idea of flattering isn't being kind, isn't being kind. It's not just that we're saying a kind word. In fact, to be honest, we looked at this a couple of weeks ago. Actually, I think it was last week when we uh, considered mothers is that we need to go to kindness school, right? We need to be taught kindness. And so part of being kind is finding nice things to say about people and encouraging them in those ways. The picture of flattery here is this. It's saying something nice with a motive for personal gain. And, and you got to get this. It's super important that when you're around people and they're saying flowery things about you to discern, are they just trying to be nice or are they setting me, setting me up for something? You think about that. Is there a motive involved? Uh, have you ever um, uh, ran into a salesman? They train you for this. You walk into someone's home. Oh, what a beautiful home. Oh, there's a picture of your family. Boy, beautiful family. Beautiful, that, that, you know, you, you're a very rich man because of this beautiful family you have here. By the way, uh, can I sell you this vacuum cleaner? Uh, by the way, you know, for a family like this, you need only the best. You need only the best because you care about your family. Flattery spreads the net. You know, the speech that is death to us, and really think this through, when we make compliments to set people up for personal gain. Is this the way we act? Is this the way we speak? Because if it is, we are that one that Proverbs is warning us about. Is that we should not say things in order to get things. Be kind, not because uh, we're going to have some benefit to this. I realize this is subtle and some of us are going, do people really do that? Yes, we do it all the time. As I look through this list of 10 this morning, I've struggled with every one of these, probably in the last week. Okay? Every one of these. What is the speech that comes out of our mouth? Number two is flattery. Number three, another subtle one. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 25. Uh, 
And I say this, the speech that is death is bad timing. Bad timing. Verse 20 says this, Whoever sings songs to a heavy heart is like one who takes off a garment on a cold day, like vinegar on soda. Do you get the picture here? Um, Sometimes we do this, don't we? We have the attitude that everyone should be happy all the time. And so we walk into church and uh, we're just praising the Lord. And someone's heart is breaking. And instead of partnering with them in their pain, what do we do? We sing all the louder. And what is the picture here? Is that as we as we sing these loud songs, only concerned about where we want to go, what does it say? It gives this picture of it being bad, of it not working. Vinegar and soda. That sounds awful. The picture of, uh, of a cold day, and you say, hey, let me take your jacket for you. I need that. I, I need that. It's the idea of bad timing. And so w- w- the picture is this, is that we don't just speak, we check out the situation. Are they burdened? Have they been through heartache? Are they struggling? How can I encourage them? Not me foist my life upon them, but me partner with them in whatever's going on. Do you do that? Or is it you're a party and everyone else has to jump in with you? The speech that is death is that of bad timing sometimes. It's not that we're saying the wrong thing, but we're not concerned with the other. Number four, turn over to Proverbs chapter 16, verse 28. Speech that is death is gossip, is gossip. Verse 28 says this. A dishonest man spreads strife and a whisperer separates close friends. It's interesting in the ESV it, it uh, translates this, this whispering. You know what that is, right? Hey, I got, I got something to say. You just, you just hear, especially if you're off in the distance, there's a sense of guilt to the very tone that we're using. Sometimes uh, others would say it's just kitchen talk. Right? That's if you're a woman, right? For a man, it's like, well, can we step out to the garage? I got something I need to talk about. Right? Chapter 18, verse 8, it says this The words of the whisperer are like delicious morsels, they go down into the inner parts of the body. Skipping over to chapter 20, uh, verse 19. Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets and therefore do not associate with the simple babbler. That's a good one too, huh? The picture here is this, and in our culture today, um, gossip is not something bad, right? We have gossip columnists. We have magazines dedicated. To, we have TV shows that, that talk about rumors and who's doing what and how they're connecting and what's going on. And we play that out on a personal level in our homes and communities. 
you know what's happened with so-and-so? Well, something's going on. I was talking to mom the other day and uncle so-and-so. And we, we were tempted by that. The verse I read in the middle, how it says they're like choice morsels. There's something that's attractive to that about talking and it seems like it's no big deal. And yet it shares the destruction of the tongue. And he says, if you want death to come to your life, be that whisperer, be that talker. I, does you know? Does gossip happen at the middle school? It's an art form, right? The high school? Do they whisper? Do they do the whispering at the high school? Right? Facebook has become uh, the information superhighway, right? Sharing thoughts and hurting feelings and doing all that thing. So, so it's basically just when you're young. You struggle with gossip, right? Why are you laughing? This does not have an age category, does it? I wish it did. Don't you? Don't you wish that some of these sins, that they just kind of, uh, when you reached a certain age, they would just quit? They don't. And so as Proverbs, as, as a father sharing with a son, and he's, he's sharing, I, I need to tell you something. This is danger for you. This is danger. This is the world we live in. It's filled with the whisperers. Don't be one of them. As we look at the speech that causes death, gossip is definitely one. You turn over to Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18. One who has speech that is death is that who is reckless and harsh with their words. Chapter 12, verse 18 says this. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. What a beautiful picture. We'll talk about that verse next week, right? You get the picture of of someone as their words, they have this sword and they recklessly thrust it in you to cause pain. That's what words do. We've already talked about that. We've experienced that over and over again, right? That's what our words will do if we are not careful. The one that speech is is that of death is the one who is reckless and harsh with their words. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 21. Twenty-six, verse twenty-one says this: A charcoal to hot embers and wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome man for kindling strife. Another thing, you, you look at gossip, and that's somewhat of an art form today. And our also is the idea of quarreling, of arguing, of debating endlessly, of showing your smarts by coming up with better arguments than the people around you. The picture here is this. It's not one that this is uh, unimportant, but it is one that talks about the danger of it. The burning. 
Can't help but think of James chapter 3 and how it talks about the difficulty of the tongue. And it says, you know, uh, a little spark in a forest fire is taken off. You've seen that, haven't you? Well, sparks, no big deal, right? Forest fire. Talks about the tongue being a rudder, a rudder, and how that guides the big ship, though it has a small part. He also says it's like a wild beast. Who can tame it? Who can tame it? It's dangerous. And as we look at uh, what speech is death, we need to remember that arguing, being that one who loves the contention of that, is one that stirs up strife or animosity among people. Proverbs chapter 27, verses 1 and 2. last one was arguing. Uh, This one is being a braggart. A braggart. Verse 27, verse 1 and 2 says this. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what the day may bring. Let another praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. You think that's great. You ever said that? You think that's great. Oh, let me tell you about this one. Let me tell you about this one. Oh, back when I was, right? What is that? It's a game. It's called Bigger and Better. Bigger and Better. You have a story. You got a new car. Oh, but you should see mine. Oh, I've got something to tell you. Uh, Someone has an accomplishment and you, you hear of it and you say, oh, I, sometimes, be honest, be honest with yourself. I don't, I'm not asking for a confessional or anything like that. Some of you are just looking for someone to share you a picture of their grandkids just so you can top them with yours. Uh, you, you, you love, you say, so, um, so what do you do for a living? And you, you just want them to be done so you can top them with how important your job is. You, you talk about uh, your home improvement. How's that going? Just so you can tell them a better way to do it. This picture of boasting and bragging either about our accomplishments or, or the things that we think that we can do in the future. Our resume, our accomplishments, our brilliance. It's death. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know that the day may bring. Let another praise you, not your own mouth, a stranger, and not your own lips. Mark that. Mark that in you. As you go about your day, as you want to talk about that, say, I'm not going to. Why? Because God says that's the kind of speech that leads to death. That's the kind of speech that he doesn't want any part of. Being a braggart. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. You guys okay? You guys making it? I know it's rough. Verse 19 says this, chapter 10, verse 19. When words are many, transgression is not lacking. Whoever restrains his lips is prudent. Flip over a page or two to uh, chapter 13, verse 3. 
Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Comes to ruin. So what's the one that leads to death? It's the one who talks a lot. Who doesn't have the filter. Who doesn't have the governor to restrain. It's the idea, it's not that we don't want to talk a lot. It's not even that we don't have a lot to say. It's just that God says, wisdom, what I desire for you is not to just spew out whatever comes to your mind, but rather to restrain yourself. Um, Have you ever said something that shouldn't be said? Have you ever, as you were speaking and as you were letting it fly and those words are sailing out, you're going, come back. Have you ever uh, gotten away from a conversation and you go, um, how do I get those words back? Um, I wish I would have another try at that same conversation. Guess what? Once we've said those words, they sail out there, right? They set that forest afire. The one who is death is the one who talks a lot without restraint. Proverbs chapter 26, uh, verse 18. This is number nine. Number eight was talks a lot. This is a super important one. One that I have offended over and over and over again. I don't say that to, to make light of it. I say that as I read it, I just go, that, that's me. Proverbs chapter uh, 28, verses 18 and 19. Twenty-six. Thank you. Twenty-eight had nothing to do with what I was talking about. Like a madman who throws firebrand, firebrands, arrows, and death is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, "I am only joking." Just kidding. That is the ugliest outfit I've ever seen. Just kidding. You look like you've put on a few pounds. Ah, just kidding. Just joking around, you know, making light of things. Um, the Scripture tells us this, that it is not for us to say unkind words and then say, JK, just kidding. Just joking around. Hey, be, come on, can't you take a joke? Like it's their fault. In fact, it says like a madman, like a madman, someone who's lost their mind. That's the person who speaks that way. That's the speech that leads to death. That's, have you done that? Do you do that? I think of you dads right now. Thank you dads. I'm a dad. And sometimes we think it's making our kids tough and, and being the one that, yeah, you know, we're, you know, they, they need to be, this is the world we live in. Read the Proverbs. Read the Proverbs. From a father to a son. He was preparing his son to be a father, right? And he says, don't do it. Don't say sinful words, deceiving words or whatever, and then say, just kidding. Don't do it. Because it leads to death. 
And the last one, uh, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23 says this. In all toil there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. The, the speech that leads to death is the one who's a big talker. You a big talker? You say, boy, you know, I, there's a lot to be done today. I've made my list, gotten a plan. I've consulted everybody. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to, I need, just need to talk about a little bit more. You know what? Uh, it's not just about being a talker or a big talker. It's being a worker, being a worker. One that's being willing to, to put feet to that, to put our hands, get our hands dirty. Verse, that was number 10, being a big talker. This morning, as we've gone over this, I realized that, uh, Guilty, guilty, guilty. Uh, maybe you feel right now. I just sense that uh, one of these numbers was your favorite. You know, that was the one that was me. But these others I was guilty of as well. Um, as we come to this, I just want to give you three things as we close today. And really the big one is come back next week because we're going to be talking about the positive one. But this the first, first one is this. Is question and identify your speech. Question and identify your speech. M- most of us think... That just because we want to say it, that there's some, we, we're good Americans, right? Free speech. Free speech. I have rights. I have rights. I should be able to say any dumb thing that I want to do. Anything that comes to my mind, I should be able to speak it. And you are. You're, will, you're able to sin in any way you want to in your speech. You have the right as an American to do that. But it is not that God would put his stamp of approval on the way you're speaking. So first thing is to, to question and identify your speech. As you say things, reflect and say, where does that fit in the book of Proverbs? Is it right? Does this identify? Is it that one verse, that just kidding verse? Or is it the one where I'm bragging about things? Is this piercing someone, being harsh? How am I speaking? Question and identify your speech. The second thing is quit talking. Quit talking. Just quit. Uh, Abstain. And you say, well, should I never speak another word? No, but there should be long periods of silence. Long periods. You say, well, what do you mean by that? Simply this. That, that there's a danger in just keep talking. And, and it's hard to think. It's hard to reflect on who you are and change when you just keep jabbering. Quit talking. And number three, by the, God's grace, His good grace to us, pursue to be a good talker when we do speak. That's what we're going to talk about next week. We're going we're gonna, to uh, look at speech that is excellent, that should be brought into our life, that we should go after, that we should think through, and then we should speak it. One, one last verse. Um, we've, we, we've already looked at this. We started with this this morning. It's Proverbs 13.3, and it says this, Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin.
God, I ask that this morning, as we have come before your word, that we would understand the importance of guarding our mouth. Uh, God, as one who speaks a lot and talks too much, God, I ask that you would uh, cause me to reflect on who I am, what I'm saying, when I'm speaking to those around me, those who um, are just casual acquaintances and those who are um, ones I live my life with, my family. God, thank you for your grace. Uh, I ask that in our guilt this morning that you would uh, grant and apply your grace that we might be truly changed. Thank you for this day. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all for being here. Uh, We'll see you next week. You're dismissed.